Service of morning prayer begins on page four in our prayer book. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, Harden not your hearts, as in provocation of the wilderness. When our fathers tempted thee, when your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be, world without end. We have two psalms this morning. We'll start with Psalm 8 on page 350, and then jump ahead to Psalm 113 on page 484. Psalm 8. O Lord, our governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world, thou that hast set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of very babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, even the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him lower than the angels, to crown him with glory and worship. Thou makest him to have dominion of the works of thy hands, and thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowls of the air and the fishes of the sea, and whatsoever walketh through the paths of the seas. O Lord our governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world. Praise the Lord, ye servants. O oh, praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth forevermore. The Lord's name is praised from the rising up of the sun unto the going down of the same. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God that hath his dwelling so high? and yet humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and earth. 
He taketh up the simple out of the dust, and lifteth the poor out of the mire. That he may set him with the princes, even with the princes of his people. He maketh the barren woman to keep house, and to be a joyful mother of children. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the seventh verse of the 52nd chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who bring good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Your watchmen shall lift up their voices, their voices they shall sing together. For they shall see eye to eye when the Lord brings back Zion. Break forth into joy, sing together, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people, he has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Here ends the first lesson. Gather the Benedictus says. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Here begins the fifth verse of the second chapter of the Epistle to the Hebrews. For he has not put the world to come, of which we speak, in subjection to angels. But one testified in a certain place, saying, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. And set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him, for whom all things and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. 
and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Here ends the second lesson. Gather the Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord, prepare his ways. Give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet in the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord, the Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. We beseech thee, O Lord, pour thy grace into our hearts, that as we have known the incarnation of thy Son, Jesus Christ, by the message of an angel, so by his cross and passion we may be brought into the glory of his resurrection through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Grant, we beseech the Almighty God that we who 
bore our evil deeds do worthily deserve to be punished, by the comfort of thy grace may be mercifully relieved, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults or enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Today we are interrupting our Lenten for fourth Sunday of Lent sequence from Exodus and Paul's first letter to Corinth to start getting ready for Christmas. Today is 275 shopping days until Christmas, and thus a good day for Christmas music. My favorite internet radio station, Lutheran Public Radio, is playing Christmas music all day today. We celebrate the Feast of the Annunciation today because it's nine months before the Feast of the Nativity, December 25th. For this feast day, we have four sets of readings, last night and today for the daily office, plus those for the Mass. Together, what do those readings teach us about the Annunciation? The Annunciation is the visitation of the Virgin Mary by the angel Gabriel. For a Mass, the New Testament reading is thus the only account we have of that visitation, the one provided in the first chapter of Luke's Gospel. The heart of this story is when Gabriel says to Mary, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. This passage from Luke provides a text for a 13th century Basque's Christmas carol, written in Latin and quoted by Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. We know this carol is Gabriel's message from, and from the 19th century Anglican translation. It begins, the angel Gabriel from heaven came, his wings as drifted snow, his eyes as flame. All hail, he said to meek and lowly Mary, most highly favored maiden, Gloria. This is the carol our choir would sing if we were having mass today at St. Matthew's. You may have also heard it if you listen to the King's College Cambridge carol service because it is often sung in the service that is broadcast worldwide on Christmas Eve. Of course, the Luke passage also encourage, includes Mary's response to Gabriel's Annunciation, the Song of Mary or Magnificat, that we will say this afternoon and every afternoon in the daily office. An English-style even song, it is usually sung by a choir, 
but our hymnal provides 12 different tunes for it to be sung by the congregation, including the medieval chant we normally use at St. Matthew's. Meanwhile, the first lesson at the Mass is from Isaiah 7, where Isaiah stands before King Ahaz to prophesy. In particular, we hear the six verses known as the Emmanuel prophecy, including verse 14, the famous line from the Alto Solo of, Solo of Handel's Messiah. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So together, both of these lessons, and indeed the entire feast, is looking forward to baby Jesus being born in Bethlehem, in the, t the town of David, in the lineage of David. Meanwhile, in last night's evening prayer, we started at the beginning in Genesis 3, with the account of the fall. This passage recounts two key events. First, sin enters the world through the actions of Adam and Eve, succumbing to the temptations of Satan rather than trusting in the promise of God. And that in original sin is within man mankind forever. As we learn through the rest of the Bible, the only way we can be saved from that sin is through a sacrifice made on our behalf. The crucifixion we will remember in less than two weeks. Second, as God pronounces judgment on Adam and Eve, he promises a son from their line will eventually triumph over Satan. In the New Testament, Paul's letter to the Romans ties it all together. As we heard in the first passage, sin and death were brought into the world by the first Adam, but we are saved by the new Adam, Jesus Christ. In this morning's Old Testament passage, Isaiah anticipates good news being brought to Zion, not just a physical town of Jerusalem, but here representing all of God's people. The prophet explains how this good news will be the salvation of God's people and concludes, Break forth into joy, sing together, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people, he has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. In our New Testament passage, in the second chapter of the letter to the Hebrews, the author, who might or might not be St. Paul, explains the mystery of how Christ is both God and man. In it, the author talks about how Jesus was made lower than the angels, a theme in our first psalm this morning. Then the author explains that Jesus suffered death so he might taste death for everyone. By being human, Jesus was able to offer a perfect salvation for all humans by destroying the fear and power of death for all mankind. As the passage concludes, Through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Therefore, in all things he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Meanwhile, in our Old Testament reading tonight, we hear the song of Hannah. The story of Hannah is like that of Sarah, Rachel, and Mary's cousin Elizabeth, a barren woman who is unable to conceive until the intervention of God. This ongoing story of God's mercy was referenced in this morning's second psalm, Psalm 113. 
In Hannah's case, the son that is born is the great prophet Samuel, who anoints the first two kings of Israel, Saul and the greatest of them all, King David. The passage continues with Hannah's song, and there is a parallel of Hannah's song to Mary's song. When we say the Magnificat tonight, after the Old Testament reading, we will hear echoes of Hannah's song when she proclaims the greatness of God, his just, of his justice, and how he humbled the powerful and raises up the meek. Finally, in tonight's New Testament lesson from the first epistle of John, St. John reminds us that we are now children of God, set apart from the world and the unbelievers. We are saved if we hope in he who took away our sins and destroyed the works of the devil. So remember, it's only 275 days until Christmas and the birth of Davy Jesus. More importantly, it's only 13 days until Good Friday when we remember why Jesus came to die for our sin, and 15 days when we recall his glorious resurrection and eternal triumph over sin, death, and the devil. We now return to page 18 of the prayer book. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost, 
be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us thine only begotten Son to take our nature upon him and to be born of a pure virgin, grant that we, being regenerate and made thy children by adoption and grace, may daily be renewed by thy Holy Spirit, through the same our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the same Spirit, ever, one God, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Carl for doing double duty this morning. Hey, Joel, there's a Mass at noon today at St. Matt's, just FYI. Oh, it wasn't on the website, so I didn't see that. Sorry. Okay, there you Thanks go. Thanks for correcting me. No Thank worries. you for that great med sure. meditation. Yeah, that was wonderful. Bye-bye. It was. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. Have a good day, everybody.